Hey Walruses, just in case you hadn't noticed yet, I'm sure you all have, but this period is going to be one of the defining periods in human history, which, given you lot are a lot smarter than the average dickhead out there over in Dickhead Island, I'm sure you have noticed and that things are going to change forever on the back of the Rona. Now, there will be financial changes, investment moves, the entire tectonic plates within society may change. In fact, they will change businesses which were great before the Rona, maybe worthless, worthless or after, and those that were worth no more than a penny beforehand may be billion-dollar opportunities on the other side. Now, your job as an entrepreneur is to be fluid enough in what you do to not just spend your time in lockdown thinking, I need to get back out there to do what I was doing before or to spend your time worrying about how your business will survive on the other side. No, 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 that's not good enough. If you're listening to the Speed Mentor podcast, your job is to think deeply about all of the mayhem with all of the chips that are up in the air and to analyse how they're going to fall in terms of the impact on different industries, on footfall, on how long before the at-risk and the older people are going to be allowed out. Like, let's say... Maybe there's a great opportunity for online services targeted at that targeted at that demographic if they're going to be locked down for a lot longer than the rest of us. Your job is to think about how footfall is going to change, how fuel prices to power our businesses will change, how travel will change, how just-in-time delivery chains will be impacted about the travel restrictions, how WFH. Uh, which is going to be the meat of this episode, which is episode 151 of the Speed Mentor podcast. Um, By the way, with me, your host and the world's only Speed Mentor, Gavin Wall, how WFH will develop and what impact that will have on work, on home, on commute, and what opportunities will arise for it. Your job is to think about how people will stay more local in their work, their leisure, or shopping, their travel, and their holiday decisions. About Your job is to think about the, the decimation of the high street and the continued rise of Amazon and e- e-commerce generally. Now, just interestingly, just as an aside, I just heard that my beloved Tottenham may be named the Amazon Stadium. And such a move shouldn't surprise any of us. I'm a regular user of Amazon, obviously, as my season ticket holder at Tottenham. But I buy as much local as I possibly can. But the time savings and the ease of Amazon uh, is just absolutely fantastic. And those who were not users users of Amazon or other e-commerce sites before the lockdown will certainly be now, as it's the only way to buy any shit right at this current moment. Now, poor old Primark, uh, the valiantly, valiantly try to buck the trend and I praise them for it. They've gone from being a billions of turnover to zero overnight because they only had an online offering and I wish them the best in the future. Your job is to think about the future of taxation, about how we're going to have to pay for all this cluster fuck and about the areas that will be impacted by that tax which is coming down the line and try to maybe navigate into areas where maybe more tax benefits than tax penalties um, as we pay for it. Your job is to think about the future of, of childcare provision. Your job is to think about the future of an entertainment. And I want to tell you something else. And don't think that you don't have to think about all of this. If you're an employee, 
if you're an entrepreneur rather than an actual entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur rather than an entrepreneur, because you do, if you're an employee and you want to be a successful entrepreneur, um, the businesses uh, that employ you are going to get buffeted by all of this stuff. And if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you've got to make sure that you're in the right lane with the right business that can take advantage of what you've got to offer. So do you think your business is in the right spot for what's coming down the track? Maybe you're thinking about this more than your actual employer because your employer's too worried about the immediate uh, liquidity issues. Maybe you're maybe you're a furloughed uh, member of staff, but you currently have some great ideas about the future direction of the business. Now, I don't want to make you fall foul of any of the rules around furloughing, but maybe you could put your ideas on paper and ask for a Zoom call with your manager or with your boss and let them know that you're ready for the fight whenever you get let out of furloughing. But, and by the way, I'm just going to give you an example. Talking of entrepreneurs, we have one person in our business who has refused, refused to go out on furlough as they wanted to help us get through the tough stuff and insisted on being, re- being reassigned to other work. So that person was to be furloughed, but preferred to be a frontline worker taking risk for a limited um, uh, upside uh, financial benefit. And they just wanted to use their effort to have an impact on the stuff that we're facing. So just think about that decision. And how will that decision by that furloughed member of staff impact their career over the coming years? Uh, and how, how much that puts that person firmly in my mind's eye for future opportunities when they arise in the wall group. Just think about that person for a minute and then think about what you're doing and I'll just leave that there with you. Now we all know, we all know instinctively that that person is going to be a winner in life because of the decision they've just taken. Are you taking decisions like that yourself? Now back to what I am going to analyse in this episode and it's the new normal, the WFH. Now I have to confess, for the first couple of weeks of seeing the hashtag WFH popping up on my timeline, I hadn't a clue what it actually was. You see, on Walrus Island, we're a knowledge and innovation based economy. So there's no real distinction from home or work as an economy, based largely because we're based largely on ideas and where the people understand, we understand productivity and are happy to measure and be measured. And in our society on Walrus Island, you can work from our lovely beaches, you can work from home. Nobody gives a damn. The question is, is the rest of the world about to catch us up with this working from home stuff, the WFH? And that got me thinking and I thought I would address it in a podcast episode. Now, there are a number of key areas to look at here from WFH, some of which you might have thought about and some some of which you might not have. And I'm going to address nine different areas. I'll fire through them very quickly here and then I'll, I'll come back on each of them. Number one, mindset of the employers and the employees. Number two, company culture. Number three, flexibility. Number four, property costs, leases, property values, reallocation or use of property, inner city living and rural living, those types of things. Number five, commute. Number six, childcare. Number seven, learnings from the months of lockdown that we've had so far. Number eight, the world is your business opportunity. Number nine, hacks to make the most out of WFH. Now, I'll take a brief look at each of those and hope that they will give you some food for thought as you ponder about the world order that's ahead of us. Ahead of us. So number one, mindset. If there is increased working from home, which means there'll be greater isolation, more likelihood of loneliness and maybe even depression, this can be masked a lot easier at home uh, by people and the signs may not show up 
on a half hour Zoom call each day between an employer and a colleague or an employee. So there's a big piece both for employers and employees to consider about staff welfare and self-care maintenance and care of good mental health routines. We really need to think about this mindset piece. Now, if we have more time on our hands uh, due to an extra hour or more per day saved on the commute and from getting fully dressed for work and made up, etc. for the office, I can see an explosion of this fucking podcast because there's a lot of time to listen to this podcast. I might have to put out some extra episodes. And there could also be an explosion of meditation, an explosion of online fitness courses, an explosion of tools that will monitor staff well-being. These will become really, really prevalent. So there's opportunities for entrepreneurs to exploit those areas that employers and employees should be thinking about as we potentially move to more working from home. Number two, if you thought company culture was tough to get right when you're all in the one building, how tough will it be when everyone is spread across the country in their own homes? And does it mean that there won't be a full uh, move to working from home even for those businesses that could facilitate it. So um, they'll be worried about losing this culture. So maybe rather than everybody all of a sudden going to working from home, maybe there'll be a blended approach to maybe three days a week in the office and two days at home or four days in the office and one day at home or around the other way. And then the businesses, then they can rent space once a month maybe so that everyone can meet up for one day a month and maybe have an I don't know maybe that one day a month you would have you would do something informal or with a semi-structured day or one day a month you would do presentations about the company's ambitions and goals so you could be your team could be working at home for most of the month but then you rent once a space for one day a function space for one day a month to talk about uh, maybe a presentation to talk about the company's goals and then lay on a spread of lunch and that type of thing so the leaders of businesses will have to think about all this stuff deeply as maintaining the right culture will become more difficult with increased working from home number three flexibility there will be increased demands for flexibility there will be um, some aligned desires such as some employers will see an opportunity to reduce the cost of their overheads on their leases and their rates which may which may align with staff wanting increased flexibility and some wishing to work from home now i have a caveat on both sides of this question one for the employer which is about protecting the culture of the business and maintaining the mental health of your teams and the other uh, is the risk for employees who push for working from home and the, and the risk for those pushing from work from home, which is that once you break that office-based system, if you don't deliver and the employer has got used to remote working, it's very easy for the role to be outsourced to Cambodia or somewhere like that, or maybe even Walrus Island. So if you want to push for working from home, you better be good on your delivery at the other end of this. Number four, property values and rents and things like that. I certainly wouldn't want to be in commercial property right now. I see that many of the large property funds have gated withdrawals from their from their property funds. Now, I don't see this as dramatically uh, having this dramatic an impact as 2008 when the focus of the recession was on banking and property specifically. I see more of a sort of a stagnant market for a few years. Uh, areas uh, which have the most crowded and lengthy commute. So, so let me see, if you say, take somewhere like London, for instance, they have um, they're the most crowded and lengthy commutes and they will have probably the most pressure to start working from home. So I don't think that the banks had become too leveraged in this, in this space prior to, to the coronavirus kicking in. 
Uh, so over time, there may be some repurposing of office space, maybe to residential and inner city areas, or maybe to start using some of schools or churches if we all start praying a little more um, on the back of all this. Or maybe experiential things such as escape rooms and virtual reality offerings. So there's plenty to play for here. The high street, high street retail is simply a disaster area though. You don't want to be in that space. And Mike Ashley will thank his lucky stars. He's getting a nice wee earner from selling Newcastle United um, with the exposure that he has to high street retail. So number five, there would be some beautiful wins if the daily commute was ripped up. And one hour per day was got back into our lives and that would be a huge win for everyone. But if and only if it was used productively and that's the key because there'd be a reduction in pollution, the expense of cars and public transport, the enhanceability for people to move out of the big cities if they can work remotely and have more time on their hands. But the need to put it to good use for physical and mental exercise and there could be huge wins if that if that happens. Number six. Now, I've put childcare in here, which I think is going to be a really interesting space, childcare. And I have an idea for any of the big employers who have a preference for keeping as many of their teams together as possible, which might be because if you're a big business and you've invested in expensive offices and you want to make the most out of them and you prefer to have your staff come in, and but you want to think about your staff welfare and motivation there's a little idea that I have for you here today, okay? I want you to take advantage of. A big carrot for those large accountancy practices or the governments or, or the tech businesses is to utilise the additional space that you might have from letting some work from home to use that additional space as crash facilities to encourage your staff back to work. Now, I know this is something that one of my mentees is really passionate about, Diane Kapluski, who's one of Northern Ireland's foremost business leaders with her Sleepy Hollow childcare and wraparound care business. And one or two forward-thinking businesses have done this in the past, but very few in reality have done it. So if you're a big business, think about how much easier it would be to get those staff back who've had a wee taste of the working from home if you allocate some of the excess space you'll have now to the provision of childcare. And if you're thinking about that, hit Diane Kapluski and uh, Sleepy Hollow up and she'll talk you through it. Now, it's a shameless plug for Diane there, but it's a massive opportunity in this new world order because there will be competing interests about trying to get staff back and some staff might want to come back, but a big cart could be adequate childcare on site. Now, number seven, should all be keeping a record of your learnings from this period. Now, how do you feel? What's your routine like? How productive have you been? How have your employees engaged? How has your employer done? On the flip side, we all need to take responsibility to take the good stuff forward as the world has changed and those who adapt and find the best routines and make the most out of the learnings are going to be the winners. And that's what we're all here for. We all want to do some winning. Number eight, the world is your shop. The world is your shop. Now, I thought, I thought I was pretty open to business, to the world. But really, it has taken lockdown to show me how parochial I actually am. Now, I think I may have mentioned this in another episode, but I was due to fly uh, to Europe in April for some opportunities that Andrew and I had. And that was all cancelled because of the Rona. Yet in April, we still managed to do deals in Switzerland, Germany and Taiwan, as well as some here at home, without leaving our own front rooms. Now, how about that? The world more than ever 
is your opportunity and it's your time to fucking seize it because the world has moved online. It's probably taken a 10 year leap forward in the last four weeks. Make the most of it. Now, number nine, hacks for working from home. So here's a quick run through that you should be doing every day. Meditate every morning. Drink plenty of water. Start with a leader beside your bed, which you've left there from the night before. Do some form of exercise and start your day with an early call with your work colleagues. Andrew and I like to start at 7am every morning for about an hour. Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Do all your horrible stuff, all the chunky work, all the big hefty bowlers that you have to move. Do that for the first couple of hours in your day and the rest of your day will be a breeze. Listen to the Speed Mentor or other motivational stuff is available at lunchtime. Stay the fuck away from the news and media and can on Facebook. Be productive with your social media. Produce, but don't consume too much. Set your daily goals during that early call that you have with your staff member, your boss, so that you can feel satisfied when you achieve and perhaps even overachieve. And finally... Be grateful for all the people and things that you have in your life. So that's my roundup, folks, of the working from home, the WFH. I hope you found it useful. The episodes coming are coming on the fly a little at the minute as we all respond to what's happening in the world. And please hit me up on social, particularly LinkedIn, where I'm putting in a lot of effort at the minute, as that's where the business community is. And I want to give a big shout out now to um, Jordan Leeson, who has added value to my day by leaving a five-star review. And I'm going to add some value back to Jordan by giving him a shout-out, as I will do to you too if you leave me that fucking review that I so richly deserve. Now go on, don't be a miserable bastard. You Get your fucking finger out and leave me the review that you've been telling yourself that you've, you were going to do for the last ages and you haven't fucking bothered. So Jordan did get his finger out, left me a review, and he titled it. And I'm giving him a shout-out now because of it, and titled it. Amazing content. And Jordan says, amazing podcast from Gavin. Been listening over a year now and I still enjoy it as much as I did when I first listened. Their transparency slash tough love is what I love the most as it helps with everything Gavin is trying to put across. Keep bringing the content, content, Gavin. Uh, So thanks very much for that. That's awesome review, Jordan. I greatly appreciate it. And if you're working from home right now and it's something you wish to continue in the future, Show up every fucking day. Put your suit on in the morning if that helps trick your mind that you're fronting up the work and yet you're ready to deliver. But make sure you do deliver as no one's going to do it for you. It's your choice. <laughs>